going to read a passage from scripture now from Hebrews chapter 11 and beginning at verse 1 as we continue to think about faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and beginning from verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness that comes by faith. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him to the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was unable to become a father, because he considered him faithful who he had made the promise. And so from this one man, and as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as all the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand in the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word, and we pray that this morning, as we look into your word, that you would speak to us, that you would help us, to be able to put our faith in you and in your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray together. Amen. Everyone has faith. 
If you think about it, everybody here, the one thing that they have common, you have in common is that you all have faith. Just think about this, last time you went to the doctors, you saw a doctor whose name you probably couldn't pronounce, he gives you a prescription you cannot read, you take it to a pharmacist you've never seen before, he gives you med- medication that you don't understand, and you take it. And hopefully you get better. That's living by faith. You put your faith in the doctor, you put your faith in the pharmacist, and you put your faith in the medicine to make you better. We also put our faith in technology. (laughs) And uh, sometimes it works and uh, sometimes it doesn't. The fact is though that we all put our faith in all sorts of things. uh, Anyway, we'll carry on as, uh, as Daniel uh, does that. We all put our faith in all sorts of uh, different things. Um, you and I share the fact that we have faith. And uh, when it comes to faith, putting our faith in different things, one of the problems is, is that there's all sorts of different faiths that we can, we can believe in. I don't know if you've ever considered Uh, how many different faiths there are. Um, John Ortberg, in his book, Faith and Doubt, says this. Have you ever considered how many different ideas about faith and religion and God exist amongst the human race? There are Christians, there are Hindus, there are Muslims, there are Buddhists, there are New Ages, there are wizards. Uh, Even amongst Christians, there's been thousands of denominational variations and movements. And every one of them thinks that they are right. John Hartberg says this, he says, I grew up a Baptist and we look forward to the day when we will be in heaven and there will be no more divisions. Some Lutherans will be there, represented by Martin Luther. Methodists would be there, represented by John Wesley. Catholics will be there, represented by the Pope. And we Baptists will be there, represented by Jesus. (laughs) You see, everybody thinks that they are right. Everybody thinks that they are right. And this morning, what I want us to do is just for a few moments, uh, think about biblical faith and uh, what the Bible says about faith. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, puts it like this. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do. Sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This morning, um, what I'm going to ask you to consider to do is to think about um, where you put your faith. And obviously as Christians, we're going to be encouraging you and uh, challenging you to think about the idea of putting your faith in God and in Jesus. And as we think about what faith is and what it means, what I want to do for a moment is, uh, is think about what faith isn't. And uh, faith... Are you okay? 
Great. Okay. This step two. Okay, we're thinking about what the Bible says about faith. And uh, what I want to do is think about what faith uh, isn't. And the first thing I want to say is that faith isn't taking a blind leap. When we talk about putting faith, your faith in God, we're not talking about taking a blind leap into the unknown. We're not talking about doing something ridiculously foolish. What we're asking you to do is to actually think uh, about faith. And about the things that you put your faith in and your beliefs in. And we are suggesting that the idea of putting faith in God is not as ridiculous as some people would suggest. Um, some of you may have come across um, a group of writers that uh, some people term uh, the New Atheists. And the thing about these people is they're, they're, they're very evangelical about what they don't believe about God. And uh, one of them, Richard Dawkins, uh, in his book, The God Delusion, he says this about God. He says that uh, the God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all of fiction. Jealous and proud of it. Petty, unjust, unforgiving, control feet, a vindictive, bloodthirsty, ethnic cleanser. After that, he gets a bit hostile towards God. <laughs> um, and there's lots of people like that who are out there who are writing about uh, not believing in God. And we don't have to be frightened of these people. Uh, in fact, it's quite interesting to engage with what these people are saying. Because actually, what Richard Dawkins is saying is not so different than what Methodists, Baptists and Hindus and Buddhists... What, what he's actually saying is, i found the truth and all you have to do is believe what I believe. And he gets quite excited about the fact that he doesn't think that belief in God is sensible or probable or even likely and uh, he obviously doesn't think a great deal about the, the God of the Old Testament well actually some of the things he says are actually uh, although it's difficult to admit some of the things he says about God uh, are actually true if you read the Old Testament uh, there's some parts of the Old Testament and this might come as a shock to people in church let alone out of church some parts of the Old Testament that are not Christian uh, are very unchristian in, in not only the picture that it puts across of God, but what uh, God is telling people to do. They are unchristian. And of course, we're not a people of the Old Testament. Uh, the Old Testament uh, helps us understand the New Testament because Christians are a New Testament people. And uh, our faith and belief uh, is in Jesus Christ and what he says. And uh, one of the things that we need to do is examine ourselves and make our own decisions. And so, uh, faith is it's not a blind leap. It's not just leaping off and, uh, and believing it without considering it. Without listening to what other people say. Without listening to what people who don't believe, as well as people who do believe. And then coming to your own decisions. Because everybody's in the same position. They're wanting to persuade you to believe what they believe. And I hold my hands up. Uh, you know, I've staked my life, my home and everything, on the belief that Jesus is the Son of God, that he's the Messiah. That's where I'm coming from. And I'm not hiding that. That's my belief. Um, and I'm hoping that I can persuade you that it's worth considering. I can't force you to believe. I wouldn't want to force you to believe. I'm not saying other people's ideas are ridiculous and not worth considering. I'm just asking you to think for yourself and to make your own decision. So it's not a blind leap of faith. Hebrews says this, 
And he makes a statement of faith. He says, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. It's a statement of faith basically saying that we believe that God is the creator behind the universe. That he's the person who made the earth. Now people who don't believe that... um, have to put their faith in something else. They would have to rewrite that. So they might say something like this. By faith, and it is faith. It's a belief that with the universe evolved from mindless matter. So the order accidentally emerged from chaos. Do you know, it takes as much faith not to believe in God, and not to believe that God is the creator of the universe, as it does to believe that God is God and he is the creator behind everything. Both statements require us to put faith in. It's not like there's another option. It's not like you can believe in God or not believe in God and there's a third option. There isn't a third option. You either believe in God or you don't believe in God. But both statements are statements of faith. Things that we have considered and come to believe. So we're not talking about a blind leap of faith. Uh, A.W. Tozer commentating on this passage says this, Faith is seeing the invisible, but not the non-existent. Some people think faith is believing in something that is not actually there. Biblical faith believes God when he tells us there is a reality which we cannot see. That's what um, we believe as Christians. There is a reality. There is something uh, beyond what we see in this universe that helps to explain how the universe and the world works. So, it's not a blind leap. It isn't knowing it all. It's not knowing all the answers. I don't stand before you and say, look, I've worked everything out. You throw a question at me and I can give you a nice packaged answer. That's not what faith is about. Um, In his book, Faith and Doubt, uh, John Orberg says this, There is a mystery to faith, and there is, there is a mystery to faith, as there is to life, that I don't fully understand. This book, with a not too very catchy title, Faith and Doubt, and the most important word in the title, is the one in the middle. Because most people I know are a mix of the two. And in that book, what John Orberg says is, is, doubt isn't the enemy of faith. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. Uh, That all of us have doubts. That all of us at some stage in our lives think, you know, am I kidding myself? Um, am I fooling myself? Have I bought into a lie? Does it just make me feel better? And John Orberg says in his book, you know, doubt's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, doubt can be a good thing because it makes you ask questions. It makes you question your faith. We're not just blindly accepting what everybody else says. Uh, we're finding out for ourselves. So it's not just a question of knowing everything. To have faith in God, you don't need to know everything. You just need to put your trust in faith in Jesus. And faith isn't about how much faith we've got. Sometimes you might hear people say, you know, uh, if only we had more faith, we'd be able to uh, do this or do that. And, uh, and faith isn't, it isn't about how much faith we have. In fact, Jesus said the very opposite. Jesus said in, in the gospel, he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move. So, Jesus wasn't looking for huge, ginormous, big faith. He recognises who people are. He recognises the struggles that people have. 
And if you look in the Bible, the great thing about the Bible is it's an honest book. You know, you will find in the Bible people struggling with their faith. You will find the struggles that people have with their faith. Written in, in the Bible, it's there for you to read. You can read about Thomas who doubted. You can read about Peter who struggled to accept what Jesus said. You can read about some of the Old Testament heroes of the Bible um, that struggled to actually believe in God and accept what he said. It's all there. So, it isn't a question of knowing it all. It isn't a question of having all the answers. And uh, what God is looking for is a people of little faith. People who are willing to put the little bit of faith they have in him. So, these are some of the things that uh, it isn't. What is biblical faith then? Well, we've already heard... Uh, from Steve in his testimony. Did you notice that Steve said um, it's about a relationship? It's about a relationship with God. That's what faith is. It's about a relationship with God. You see, um, it wouldn't take any faith for any of you to believe that I'm here this morning. That uh, I'm Richard Boom and I'm the minister. You can see me. That doesn't require faith. Um, but if you want to know anything about me, um, then you have to enter into some sort of relationship with me. Uh, or you have to talk to people that know me. Uh, you have to talk to me. That's a relationship. We, you can see that I'm here. Uh, you can know my name. You can know a little bit about me. Uh, but if you want to enter into a relationship with me, then we have to communicate with one another. We have to talk to one another. We have to get to know one another. And biblical faith is very much about our relationship with God and with his son Jesus. Who wants to get to know you? Who wants to get to know you? He's taken the step. He always comes to us. He came to us in Jesus Christ because he wants that relationship. So what else is faith? Faith is about what God has done. You see, what I put my faith in is what God has already done. There's something solid Something that we can actually look at, and that is the life of Jesus. We can read about his life, we can read about his death, we can believe, we can read about the fact that he came back to life. We can look outside of the Bible for references to the fact that Jesus lived and died and rose again. These are facts. These are facts that even historians and people that don't have a faith in God wouldn't question. So, our faith in God isn't based in kind of wishy-washy stuff. It's based in something that's rooted in history. Jesus' life, death and resurrection is rooted in history. And nobody would deny, nobody would deny that Jesus lived and that he died. And that he came back again. People wouldn't deny that. Uh, they, they, they might question about uh, the resurrection in what form he come back and that's okay. But they wouldn't deny that, that he actually lived and died. And so, faith is based in what God has already done, <clears throat> as well as what God continues to do. And faith, well, it is about putting it to the test at the end of the day. It's like what we were doing with the, uh, with the children. It's actually stepping out. Uh, you never really know anything unless you try it. You know, somebody might say to you, you know, do you fancy a certain type of meal? And you might say, oh, I don't fancy that at all. But unless you actually test it and try it yourself, you'll never know. I don't know if you watch uh, the Indiana Jones movies. I'm a, a great fan of the Indiana Jones movie. And in the third movie, uh, Indiana Jones is, is a, is, he's got, he's, he's trying to find the, 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 the cup from the Last Supper. 
and uh, he's nearly there and he has to face three tests and I just want you to watch the final test where he has to take a leap of faith. of faith and uh, the challenge that we want to uh, to leave uh, you with this morning is uh, is the, the challenge to take that leap of faith in the film uh, Indiana Jones had to believe that when he stepped off that there actually was going to be a bridge there that he wasn't going to fall into oblivion and uh, this morning that, that's the challenge we're asking you to road test faith don't just take what I say don't just take what Steve says don't just take what other people say actually test it out because you only discover whether faith is real when you actually test it out for yourself when you actually put it into practice then you will discover whether God is there the challenge is to take that step to not just sit on the on the sidelines and think well you know, I'll wait till a later date and uh, I'm not really sure, I've not got all the answers. Because, uh, because again, there isn't a third option. It's not like, well, I, I won't try it today. You either decide to put your faith in God or you decide not to. And it's okay if you don't want to put your faith in God. Uh, that's fine, but as long as you realise there isn't a third option. There isn't a, it's not that there's an A, B and there's a C. It's either A or B. You either put your faith in God or you don't put your faith in God. And that will affect how we live the rest of our lives. Because if we put our faith in God, it means that we will decide to relate to God. We'll pray about things. Uh, we'll be people that are unforgiving, uh, forgiving rather than unforgiving. 
We'll be people that, that live a life trying to reflect something of the teaching of Jesus Christ rather than people that live their lives uh, without reflecting anything that Jesus ever said. So the choice is yours, but there is a choice. It's either putting your faith in God and living in a certain way or not putting your faith in God and living in a different way. It's always a question of faith and a question of what you would like to do with that faith. And this morning, you know, if, uh, if you want to put your faith in God, you can do that. You can do that. And there are people here uh, who would love to talk to you about that. And if you want to do that, then please speak to somebody that you came with, or talk to myself, or Peter, or Steve, or one of the other people at the back of the church. And uh, we can help you uh, test out whether faith is actually something that's worth believing in. Let's just pause for a moment. And Lord, we come together from different places, from different circumstances. We're at different stages in that journey of faith. This morning, our prayer is that we can put our faith and trust in you. Help us to do that. Help us to do that for the first time, the second time, the third time, the umpteenth time. To really trust and believe in you and to live our lives following Jesus. Father God, we want to pray for people who are going to take that step this morning. And we pray that you will reveal yourself to them as they take that step. And Father God, we want to continue to pray for those people in need. We thank you uh, that Angela has uh, recovered from the operation and we continue to pray for her. And uh, we pray, continue to pray for Fiona in hospital and we do continue to pray for healing. We pray for others that haven't been able to be with us this morning and pray that they might have known your presence with them. Father God, we pray for the world that we believe that you created. And we pray for those situations in our world that cause us distress and we're sure causes you distress. And we continue to pray for the people of Pakistan and India as they try to live in the, in the, in, in the aftermath of the floods. We continue to pray for peace in our world and we especially pray for those lands where there isn't peace. And we think of Iraq and Afghanistan and places in Africa where there is still war. Father God, would you bring your peace in those situations? So we bring these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. We're going to conclude our service this morning by...